Hey there, my name is Peyton Macy's and you're listening to AnyCast. AnyCast is about anything and everything. We have some cool guests on sometimes, or sometimes it's just me. But enjoy today's episode and I hope you learn something new. Welcome on back to any cast today. We are talking. Well, today's actually a very long episode. Sorry if it sounds terrible right now on the audio quality because I am messing around with some things. Uh, but today we have a mega episode. Um, I am behind on the Miss Marvel review. Um, so later today I will be putting in the review on this episode and it will be a very, um, it'll be a very long episode that today and you can already see that. Uh, but today we are reviewing, uh, Kenobi episode six, the finale of Kenobi and episodes two and three of Miss Marvel. Right now I'm going to be talking about Kenobi, um, and then later on, I will just combine my thoughts on two and three of Miss Marvel. And there will be smoother transitions today and all that fun stuff. So let's get into it. All right. So for Kenobi, let's just start talking. Uh, I'm going to try to do from beginning to end. But as you all know, oh, gosh. Oh, as you all know. I'm not the greatest at doing that from beginning to end. But anyways, we will attempt today to do so. So we start off our episode with, um, they're on that ship, like Obi, Leia, all of them. And Obi and the Death Star, not Death Star, sorry, (laughs) Imperial Fleet or Imperial, like Star Destroyers coming at them. And this Imperial Star Destroyer, of course, has Vader and Grand Inquisitor on it. Kenobi has to break the news to Leia that he will be leaving to go and fight um, Vader. He wants to go fight Vader, deal, finish what he has started and all that. So uh, Leia is very disappointed and he puts all his trust into this guy, the fake Jedi. I cannot remember his name. He puts all the trust into that guy, and then the captain of the ship, who I forgot his name as well. Um, And so he leaves in an escape pod. Vader commands his Star Destroyer to track down Kenobi. And then we go and see, I think we see Reva arrive on Tatooine. Or yes, that's how actually the episode starts with Reva looking for Owen on Tatooine. And I'll just cover what Reva does. Uh real quickly here Reva ends up finding Owen Owen and Baru start shooting at Reva defending uh, or protecting Luke because they do not that's their one big mission 
don't let Luke die, and defeat Reva. If that means defeating Reva in the process, you know, just kill Reva if that must. Um, Luke ends up running away, and Reva beats the crap out of Owen and Baru. Baru not so much, but Owen definitely got beat up. And Luke runs away in the desert and hides on a rock. And uh, then ends up falling down the rock. And Reva has her blade ignited, ready to kill Luke Skywalker. We will return to that part of the show in a little bit. But now, let's go back and talk about Vader versus Obi-Wan. Now, <clears throat> this fight scene is literally one of my favorite. It'll go down as one of my favorite fight scenes in all of Star Wars, like lightsaber duels. But prior to this, um, I would say my favorite lightsaber duel was um, Anakin and Obi-Wan on Mustafar. And then, like, probably... I can't decide whether or not it would have been... Um, Luke and Vader in episode 6 or Luke and Vader in episode 5 but this is my absolute all-time favorite lightsaber duel because the dialogue is amazing and it really just it 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 flows nicely into Rogue One actually and A New Hope of course later on but we see Vader is getting destroyed by Kenobi in this fight and the entire time, Kenobi is fighting this mentality that Vader is evil. He's like, no, Vader is my friend. Vader is my friend. I know that Anakin is in Vader, and there is still good. So that's, you know, that's been uh, Kenobi's ultimate goal. He's like, I'm going to turn Vader and get Anakin back. They fight like crazy. They end up throwing a lot of rocks at each other, and um, Obi-Wan dodges a lot of moves, and he does like his signature pose, I guess you could say, in the beginning of the battle, which was really nice just to see. Um, and then Vader takes a bunch of rocks and actually crushes Kenobi, kind of like how Kenobi or Anakin was crushed in Episode 2 by Count Dooku. <clears throat> Um, I think. Anyways, we see Kenobi um, then holding this thing, all the rocks up with the force. And we hear all these lines from Anakin. Like, uh, from Revenge of the Sith mostly, and also from Vader from the series. <clears throat> it's like, if you're not with me, then you are my enemy. And all these different lines that are just eating away at Kenobi's mentality. And Kenobi's just struggling to survive in that in this mentality of like he, Kenobi's trying to he's trying to prove he's trying to prove the dark side wrong, I guess you could say. Um, but he's struggling with this like PTSD and all this stuff of oh, I saw my friend burn in front of me because of me. And he's thinking, oh, this is all my fault that Vader is here. And he ends up force-pushing all those rocks off of him because he, we see this little flashback scenario of him looking at Leia, a lot of young Leia, and the one little scene of a young Luke that he got to see. And that's what's keeping him going. 
He knows that there is hope in Leia and Luke, and that there will be a bright future ahead of him. Um, and for them, of course, as well, in the galaxy as a whole. And we all know that, yes, by the end of episode 6, there is a bright future, and Luke ends up turning Vader to the light side in a split second, getting Anakin back. But, <clears throat> with all that being said, um, Kenobi force pushes all those rocks off of him, gets out of the hole, and uh, starts battling Vader again. Now, Vader was very aggressive. They're both very aggressive in this fight, and like Vader, they play with his heavy attacks, I think, a lot. Because in episode 5 and 4, we get to see heavy attacks on Vader, just Vader in the original films, because he has a cyborg. Vader, or Kenobi, ends up smacking um, Vader's like control panel on his chest with his hilt, and then starts beating it up with his saber, then like runs off, jumps off a rock, and slices Vader's helmet. Now, this is an absolute callback to Rebels, because in Rebels season 2 finale, which is an amazing finale, <clears throat> it's a two-part finale, but it still is amazing, we see that Ahsoka um, sees Darth Vader's mask broken and learns, oh crap, that's Anakin. And Vader, Obi-Wan is like, it's Anakin. And he's trying to talk Anakin into sense. And he refers actually to Vader and says, Anakin, I know you're in there. And Anakin's saying, uh, he's saying all this stuff like, you did not turn me to the dark side. I am the way I am because I turned myself to the dark side. And he said it in a better way. But that's the moment I think that really just turned, that just Obi-Wan had to come to realization of Anakin is Vader, and there is no turning him. And Anakin made himself become Vader. It wasn't the Battle of Mustafar. That was all Anakin, and Anakin made himself Vader because as we see... Um, in episode 3, he's believing the Emperor, he's giving into his emotions, and he himself is turning himself into Vader over time with the help of the Emperor. That final battle, though, let him give all his hate and anger to try to kill Kenobi, but ultimately, Kenobi chopped him up, and then he let himself become Vader. He could have turned any moment in that fight on Mustafar, but he didn't. He became Vader. Anyways. <clears throat> Anakin can hardly even breathe in his suit and ends up uh, kind of just standing there as Obi-Wan walks off because he Obi-Wan says, well, then you are not my friend anymore, or I've lost the friend, my friend. And that was a really sad scene. He starts tearing up and is like, well, then I have lost my friend, and he has to come. That's like the big point when he's like, I can't save Anakin. And I think this actually might give um, Obi hope because we saw him see that little one shot of Luke, but I'm sure like he sees something in Luke, which we'll get to in a little bit here. Anyways, Anakin can hardly even breathe, and then we see Obi-Wan leave the planet, and then we go to Reva. Reva, we see the flashbacks of Vader and Anakin at the temple. She looks at Luke, ready to kill him but sees her young self in Luke because she was, of course, the youngling and um, 
died at the hand of Anakin, I believe, and then I believe that Grogu healed her. But, anyways, um, she ends up picking up Luke and taking him home to the Owen to Uncle Owen and at Root, and they're shocked by this. Take him away, and Obi Wan actually starts, um, helping Reva, kind of like he did in Episode Five. <clears throat> and is explaining to her, you can turn, you now have a choice to become a Jedi, like that type of thing, but not really saying you have the choice to now become a Jedi. So she throws away her lightsaber, kind of in the sand, and um, we kind of, I think she walked off, but we don't really see much. Then we go to Mustafar, um, and we see that Vader is all repaired now. <clears throat> And he's in his castle, and he sits on his throne, and he looks into the hologram, and we see Emperor Palpatine. Now, I did not actually, I thought at the beginning of the show, oh, we'll probably see Palpatine in a hologram talking to Vader. But by the time we hit episode, like, four, I was like, yeah, we're not going to see Palpatine. So seeing Palpatine today, once I saw that hologram and that hood, I'm like, oh, that is Palpatine. And I, I got chills when i watch this scene because vader or uh, palpatine is like you have too much emotion in you and you're focusing too much on obi-wan and vader is like my focus is not obi-wan and he's totally lying to palpatine he's like my submission and are uh, he says um i give my he's like my submission and all my authority goes to you and then it starts playing like the imperial theme and oh man that gave me chills like he's like i'm submitting myself to you emperor not to destroying kenobi and then ultimately you know we see how that plays out um it was a little bit weird though seeing palpatine because his the de-aging technology it looked weird they like tried doing an old palpatine they tried doing Episode 3 Palpatine when, like, right in that moment when he becomes Palpatine and he's yelling at Anakin to help him. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we see that, and then we go to Alderaan, and we see uh, just a happy little ending. Oh, I did actually want to comment on something that I forgot. In the very beginning of the episode, we know that, I don't think I said it in the last episode, but the girl that shot the canister... And the robot, they died. She had a holster. Leia has a holster um, in Rebels and in a couple video games, I think. And Obi-Wan gives that holster that that girl had to Leia. And then, of course, on Alderaan, we see in this new scene, she is um, all in her clothes. And she puts on her little, she has like her bun thing or whatever. She's putting on gloves and she puts on her holster. And her mom is like a little bit surprised but loves it. And then she tells her father that, hey, you told me, she's like, you told me that there are many ways to lead. And he's like, yes, I did. And um, so now she's going to, of course, lead as a battle hero and a politician in episode, in Rebels and in episode four, five, and six. Then um, Obi-Wan shows up with Lola, the droid, and gives Lola back to um, Leia. Obi-Wan starts affirming that 
Leia is an Organa and is really trying to keep it secret that she is a Skywalker. As her saying how he knows all these qualities that her mother has that are in or the qualities that her mother has goes down into her. And he's thinking about Padme, of course. And that was a cool scene. And then he says, may the force be with you and leaves. Then he goes back to Tatooine, gets his toys for Luke. And he kind of hears something in this cave, in his cave. And he like, there's a shot where he's like, just looking at the camera kind of from afar. Or it's a little bit zoomed out the camera. And he's just like looking in the cave for, I don't know, a good two, three seconds. And then he walks off. And of course, we'll talk about that in a bit here. Uh, but then we see that uh, he's giving his toys. He goes to this farm, actually, to Owen's farm. And Owen actually isn't super mad. He's like, hey, I thought we were going to keep the distance. And um, Obi's like, "I will. yes, we will. And he's saying to Owen how he trusts Owen and Baruch after, of course, their courageous fight against Reva and trying to kill Reva, but then ultimately... Reva is somewhere, we don't know where, but she's going to the good side and hiding from Vader and the Inquisitors. Anyways, we see um, that Owen actually calls to Obi-Wan and is like, hey, Ben, or, or I think he said Ben, you want to meet him? And then he goes and meets um, Luke and he walks up and he says, hello there. And I loved that. I love that. And then it, it cuts to a new scene when um, Obi is just on his like camel thing in the desert. I don't know what they're called, but of course they're not actual camels, space camels. That's what we'll call them. He's on his space camel and we see a ghost start materializing. I looked over and I thought, what the heck is going on? And then it's a ghost. And then I got super excited. It is Master Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon Jinn is a forest ghost and appears to Obi-Wan. And Obi-Wan is surprised just as much as the audience is. And Qui-Gon's talking to Obi-Wan about how he's always been there for Obi-Wan in this series and everything. And um, how Qui-Gon could only always hear what Obi-Wan was saying. And then Qui-Gon's like, we have a long ways to go. And now this is, that's how the um, show ends with Obi-Wan riding off into these two caves, like sunset is there, or sunrise, but yes, that is the Kenobi finale. Now, I love this finale, and as a show overall, I did not like the ending of episode 3, I definitely did not like episode 4, and I did not like the ending of episode uh, episode 3 was mainly amazing up until the part when Vader is like scared of the fire. That being said though, yes there are a lot of little problems with this show, but this show is actually really good and far better than Book of Boba Fett. And I'm referencing Book of Boba Fett because Boba Fett is a legacy character as I would say. One of George's characters of course, and they did an entire show on him. Boba was the first character that Disney made an entire show on. Kenobi is the second, and well, there's a lot of ru oh, sorry, rumors that um, Luke will get a Jedi Academy type show, and I really do think that actually might happen, like through Mandalorian, it'll branch off into that type of show, kind of like Book of Boba Fett got branched off. Anyways, 
and Ahsoka, you know, like Dave Filoni still works there. So when they make the Ahsoka show, she isn't really a legacy character. She's more of a, she is, but the same person is still writing that story. Whereas over here with Boba, Book of Boba Fett and um, Kenobi, you don't have somebody like George who worked on these characters. George wasn't writing this. So with that all being said, Disney's treatment of the Kenobi show was better than what I expected from Disney. Now, I had higher hopes. I thought that it wasn't going to be a giant rescue mission of Leia. But ultimately, yes, was it a little bit cheesy? Of course. But it really does develop the character of Leia, and I think that was really cool. Now, if they're going to do a season two, I have high expectations. First of all, who would the villain be? It can't be Vader again. That'd be pretty useless. But I do know that it could be... Um, it could be Maul. But the problem with Maul being the villain is if Maul is the villain, it would have to play out the episode of Rebels again and end it with Maul dying in the desert in live action. And I don't really think that'd be a cool show. So if there was a Kenobi season two, really the best way and what I would think is <clears throat> don't really make a villain. Rather just have um, Qui-Gon Jinn teaching Obi about the Force. Maybe we could get a Kenobi season two. And I just thought about this. Black Chrysanthemum actually gets his scar from Kenobi allegedly in comics on Tatooine and Kenobi gets beat up pretty badly um so maybe some bounty hunters come after Kenobi and Kenobi just starts slicing them up and then the big fight is him versus Chrysanthemum but mostly season two would have to focus on the force and I think casual fans would be bored out of their minds but diehard fans would be extremely intrigued that being said I think it should just remain as a mini series. Maybe, and I'm like, just maybe you can make another series and tie in the fact, maybe have some scenes of Kenobi training with Qui-Gon. Or maybe we'll just see that in Andor, because allegedly Kenobi will be in Andor. I don't know about season one, but probably in season two. If not that, then season three. Um... But yeah, I really did love this show, and it was great. Um, I really did like how everything wrapped up very nicely. I enjoyed the battle sequences. I even enjoyed the battle sequence with Reva and the like non-Force users, Uncle Owen and Aunt Maru. Like, that was really interesting seeing that. Um, it's interesting to me that Luke at very young at a very young age is exposed to what a red lightsaber is um and of course he thinks they're evil people and that's why in episode four um he's like oh Vader's the evil one as he sees Ben being struck down and all that happens um yeah I think the most special episode moment there's a lot of special ones but one of the most special had to be of course seeing Qui-Gon seeing Palpatine, 
and hearing about Quinlan Voss being out there. I think those were very uh, intriguing and um, important moments in the, the show. And a lot of the dialogue being spoken and a lot of like the callbacks to the older films of the prequels and not so much of the Clone Wars, but the prequels indefinitely. Um, but yeah, that's that's all I have to say. Uh, I kind of will be making a little bit more. There is a book that I have here and I'm looking at it right now. It's called Brotherhood by Mike Chen and it is published by Del Rey. You can go and get it, and no, I'm not getting promoted or an ad for this. Uh, I have not started reading this, but it is supposed to be amazing, and it takes place as the very beginning of the Clone Wars, actually. Um, and it focuses on Obi-Wan and Anakin. So I will be reading that, and sometime this summer, I will have an episode reviewing Brotherhood or a YouTube video, probably a podcast episode, and I'll pick little bits and pieces that I really liked and enjoyed, um, and all that fun stuff, and I think then I'll talk about Kenobi's show as well, and just talk about Obi and Anakin's relationship, and I'm sure that's more in-depth. This book did come out, actually, um, I think it came out, like, um, I want to say it came out, like, before Kenobi, or right around the time of Kenobi, and so, I wish I got it a little bit earlier and read through it, but hey, I have it now, and I'll be talking about that. But, you know, enjoy my review of Miss Marvel Episodes 2 and 3. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome on back to any guest. Yes, I do understand that this is supposed to be the part of the show where I uh, talk about Miss Marvel. And, and I know uh, earlier in the podcast I said I would. Um, I watched episode two, and it was slow, and I actually don't really want to do show reviews that much. I think I'll just do and or, and then I'll be done, and um, I'm just going to talk right here about the future of how this podcast will work. I think what really will happen is I will be doing film reviews. A lot of book reviews this summer. I have a an army of books just waiting to be reviewed. Uh, Suspicious Minds, Stranger Things. That's a Stranger Things book. Stranger Things, Darkness on the Edge of Town. And Stranger Things, uh, Runaway Max. Runaway Max will be the first one that you guys will hear. Possibly next week. Probably. Uh, Master and Apprentice from Star Wars. Dark Disciple, Star Wars. Ronin Star Wars, Brotherhood Star Wars. I mean, this is all stuff I'm hoping to get through this summer. Um, some more Grimm's fairy tales, stuff like that. I want to do really just not TV show reviewing. Because, yes, TV shows are great. And, yeah, I will do some TV shows, I'm sure. Every once in a while, I'll pick it up. Um, <clears throat> but I want to focus on, like, books and um, theories that I have, and all this types of stuff that just kind of comes to mind. Uh, the YouTube channel has essentially become gaming, but after on, hopefully on July 
4th, you will be getting a strange episode. Uh, or strange video, I should say. But yeah, I don't think I'll really be doing much more film show stuff. I might actually review a Disney Plus series that I really do enjoy. Uh, actually, I will be doing that. It is called The Imagineering Story, so watch all six hours of it. And uh, meet me back here, and we will do two episodes. One on the first three episodes, and the other on the, the last three. And I'm just going to sum up what they talk about. It's really interesting, I think. The final episode is kind of lame, in my opinion. Yeah. That's the direction of the podcast. Book reviews, movie reviews every once in a while. But mostly I'm just going to be focusing on random stuff. Like, a, I like, you know, this is any cast, anything and everything. I'm going to sit down, hopefully have a lot more interviews and um, do stuff like that. Um, hopefully I am working to getting Liam from Random with Liam back on. But, you know, he is doing his own thing and he has his own schedule, which is great. Uh, and, yeah. Um, do please check the description. I'm going to be making a weekly email in which if I have, I, I like graphic design. So this first week you will be getting this thing that I worked on for an hour and a half. It's a Stranger Things graphic design. I put literally every Stranger Things character on there, seasons one to four that I could find. I mean, literally, it goes from Barb to Eleven. You know, like, Elise uh, or Alexi, Barb, Bob, you know, those guys. Sad group that they are. It's very sad. But anyways, uh, even the people from Strange Things Season 4, you know. And, of course, our iconic characters. Eleven, Dustin, Mike, Will, Lucas, Max, you know. Nancy, Steve, Hopper, Joyce, Jonathan, the, the, the more iconic ones. Um, but yeah, that's what you guys will be getting. The email will basically be like, hey, here's what you missed on my show on the YouTube. Here is what is coming up. Yes, I will actually be doing updates when I have like pre-scheduled content, which would, sorry, there's a lot of which, uh, which for, um, YouTube, I almost always have pre-scheduled content, and uh, subscribe to the email so you can understand, so you can know what this week's game we play through, and it is a very fun one. Also, I did want to speak to the fact that during the Limbo playthrough, I died so many times and forgot to say how many deaths, and I don't actually have the sheet with me anymore, but I did not do the secret level because I actually understood, I think I might have mentioned this on the podcast, but the secret level actually is a very enraging level that literally gives you no secret ending it just loops back to where to literally five inches in front of me it's very annoying uh but yeah all that and so much more sorry about that on any cast is to come um so go down into the description fill out the google form and i will have your email when you say yes and i will email you um Every week, you will be getting art that I make. Um, art. Sorry, 
<clears throat> I blanked there. Um, art, podcast updates, video updates, random with Liam updates, actually, I'll be thrown in there. Uh, merchandising updates. Guys, go check out that shop. I have a lot. And plushies may come in a month or two. So be on the lookout for that. Yep. That's that's the future of Anycast. And uh, I'm looking forward to the summer where I have a lot of time on my hands and many, many, many podcast and YouTube ideas. But without further ado, cue the outro.